0: Welcome to another episode of football 360. I'm your host Kareem Timbers and on today's episode a lot of college football news to discuss. It's obviously bowl season a lot of NFL news to discuss today regarding playoff implications. So let's get right to it. So as you didn't see over the weekend um, you know yeah the college football playoffs announced the top four teams Um, Obviously, there's a lot of controversy like it is every year. Um, So, your your top four teams in this order number one, Alabama. Alabama did a terrific job, played a tight game against Florida, beat them. Clemson blew out Notre Dame, which I I predicted with Trevor Lawrence at the helm. Uh, Now that he's healthy from COVID, Ohio State played subpar, but it was a great performance by the running back uh, for Ohio State who broke uh, Eddie George's record uh, in the game, Uh, college transfer kid from uh, Oklahoma. And then uh, Notre Dame uh, somehow still popped up in the top four, um, which didn't make any sense to me. Um, so I, I know a lot of teams, uh, you know, I, I put the time and energy in, coaches, the players, the sacrifice, especially with everything going on with COVID, risking risking their health to play this game, the game they love. And, and you had teams that I just felt that got cheated in this uh, with this playoff. Um, obviously, Texas A&M, uh, um, you, you, Cincinnati Bearcats. Uh, what, what the coach has been able to do in Cincinnati and that team there. So they obviously just need to expand the playoffs to at least eight teams. Um, Notre Dame is not the fourth best team. I'm, I'm sorry. They're just not. Um, Texas A&M, I think, would beat them heads up. Same thing with Florida and a few other schools. So, uh, but it is what it is, right? The system's uh, rigged. They need to fix the system. The system is broken. So they need to expand the college ball playoff to at least eight teams starting next year. All right. But moving forward, so obviously it's college bowl season with the holidays, you had a few games on earlier this week, so I'll briefly go over those, and then we'll get into some of the key matchups even today, and um, some predictions for the college football playoff, um, along and with some of the bowl games, and then I'll get into obviously the NFL news, so let, let's go ahead and get started over, go over some of these games, alright, so... Earlier this week, you had uh, the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Appalachian State defeated University of North Texas, 56-28. If you didn't get a chance to watch that game, um, Appalachian State has a stud running back. Kind of reminds me of Eric Dickerson, big kid, about 6'2", 210, uh, running straight up and down, uh, north and south guy. Um, He ran for a bowl record, 317 yards and five touchdowns. All right. Um, as, uh, As I stated, Appalachian State beat up on North Texas. All right. Uh, Then you had the Idaho Potato Bowl. All right. Uh, Nevada defeated Tulane 38 to 27. Sophomore quarterback Carson Strong went 22 for 28 for 271 yards passing, five touchdown passes, and finished the season with 27 total touchdowns and only four interceptions. All right. Moving forward, um, earlier this week you also had the Boca Raton Bowl. Uh, BYU blew out University of Central Florida 49 to 23. Uh, BYU's got a stud quarterback, man. Uh, Zach Wilson. He's one of the top quarterbacks. It's um, going to be coming out in the draft in the spring on the Mel Kuiper's big board. So be on the lookout for him. He threw for over 400 yards, three three touchdowns passing, and also ran for two touchdowns in a bowl game um, that just basically just took over the game against Central Florida. All right. Then yesterday you had the New Orleans bowl, uh, Georgia Southern beat Louisiana tech 38 to three Louisiana tech didn't even show up and they they basically just put on the uniformers. Just happened to be at the bowl game. Uh, Georgia Southern, you know, they run that triple option. They just ran, they ran that to the T, which also opened up the passing game, but they just physically dominated, um, Louisiana tech. All right. Also yesterday you had the Montgomery bowl, Memphis, uh, beat Florida Atlantic 25 to 10. Uh, same thing, Fort Atlantic was just happy to be out there. A lot of stupid penalties. Uh, they, one of the players threw a punch, uh, got ejected from the game. Um, but Florida Atlantic was just happy to be on the field. But Memphis took care of business, which I predicted. Um, and then we got a bowl game today. Um, so you got the New Mexico Bowl, Hawaii versus Houston, that's going to come on within the next hour. Um, Hawaii is led by sophomore quarterback Siobhan Cordero. OK, he has over twenty three hundred total yards, 18 total touchdowns and eight games of play. All right. I predict Hawaii to go ahead and win that win that game and go to five and four in the season tomorrow. OK, um, on Christmas Day, you have the. Uh, the Camilla Bowl, OK? I'm sorry, excuse me. You have the Camilla Bowl, the Camellia Bowl. All right. So the Camellia Bowl, obviously a new bowl game. These bowl games change every year. Uh, with these with these crazy names, but you have Marshall versus Buffalo. All right, uh, Buffalo's got to start uh, stud running back and Jared Patterson. If you haven't heard me talk about this kid on my podcast this year, or haven't watched college football, you should know who this kid is. All right, he leads the nation with averaging 178.7 yards rushing per game, which is the best in the country. It's one of the best backs in the country. Uh, didn't play so great um, in the MAC Championship. The team kind of, uh, you know. He didn't do so well in that game, but I think he's going to bounce back and have a great uh, bowl game against Marshall. So I'm taking Buffalo to win that, okay? Um, Then you have coming up on Saturday, all right, you have the Cure Bowl, all right, between Liberty versus number 12, Coastal Carolina. Number 12, Coastal Carolina has been the other Cinderella team of the year. Uh, They beat BYU early this year and last played the game with a great defensive stop, all right? Um, and the Liberties are actually a really good team too. Um, they were supposed to see this matchup a few weeks ago it was canceled due to COVID, so you'll get a chance to see these guys match up in the bowl game. Liberty has a, a stud dual threat quarterback in Malik Willis. Okay, he has over 2,800 total yards, 20 passing touchdowns, and 10 rushing touchdowns on the season. All right. Uh, Coastal Carolina is led by freshman quarterback Grayson McCall. All right, he's the leader of the team as, as a as a freshman. Has over 2,500 total yards. 23 passing touchdowns and also six rushing touchdowns. I think uh, Coastal Carolina, man, they just find a way to get it done, uh, week in and week out. So I am gonna take Coastal Carolina to beat Liberty in a close matchup. That should be a great game. All right. Then you have the the Serve Pro First Responder Bowl. All right, that's coming up this weekend as well. Uh, My uh, underdog team of the year, Louisiana Raging Cajuns. I, I, I talked about them early in the year. They lost a coach. Um, um, due to health issues, passed away before the season. They dedicated their season to him. Uh, they're led by uh, senior quarterback Levy Lewis, okay, who has over total yards, 17 passing touchdowns, and five rushing touchdowns on this season. So nine, number 19 Louisiana plays University of Texas, South Austin. Uh, I'm going to go with Louisiana to win. I think they just, like I said, they dedicated their season to their coach. They've played really well this year, and they're going to go out and win and go out on top in this bowl game. All right. Then you have the Lending Tree Bowl Western Kentucky versus Georgia State. Western well, so Kentucky's got a couple seniors, man. The guys have played really well for them. Uh, they're led by senior quarterback Tyrell progrom who has over 1,700 total yards, 12 total touchdowns, and zero interceptions. All right. And they have senior cornerback Antoine Kincaid, who leads the team in tackles with 80, also has seven passes defended. Uh, Georgia Southern is led by freshman quarterback. Cornelius Brown, the fourth, this kid's played really well as, as a true freshman, has over 2,300 total yards and 21 total touchdowns, but I think the, the senior leadership, Western Kentucky is going to uh, get the job done to win that game, all right, then they also coming up on December 29th, 29th, you have the Cheez-It Bowl, so you have number 21, Oklahoma State, versus number 18, Miami, all right, Oklahoma State, as you know, has uh, All-American running back, Chubba Hubbard, okay. Chuba Hubbard, excuse me, um, he has not played great this season. It's been kind of a disappointing year for him. They've actually, you know, got a couple other running backs in the mix, but he has not played up to par, uh, played up to you know the All American status. Uh, but Miami is led by quarterback transfer Derek King. I talked about him a few times on the podcast from University of Houston. He's played lights out for Miami. He has over uh, he has, um, excuse me over three thousand total yards, twenty six total touchdowns. And I'm going to go with Miami to win that game, all right? Then you have the Alamo Bowl. It kind take, of takes me back a little bit. Back when I played at Wisconsin, we played Colorado in a tight uh, Alamo Bowl bowl game that went down to the wire we won on a game-winning field goal. Uh, but Colorado's a good team. Colorado is playing Texas in this matchup, all right? Uh, Colorado's led by sophomore running back uh, Jarek Broussard. who has over 800 yards rushing in only five games of play. Okay, I think one game he went for 300 yards this season. The kid's a stud. He's only a sophomore. And he also got uh, the GOAT, Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice's son um, is a freshman. Brendan Rice is a freshman for Colorado. He's got, obviously, big playability. Um, hasn't had many catches, but when he does touch the ball, he makes plays. And also in the special teams game. All right. Texas is led by senior quarterback Sam Efflinger. Um, Sam is a four-year starter, man. He's been a stud at, at Texas. Um, he has over 2,700 total yards, 25 passing touchdowns, and eight rushing touchdowns this season. But I'm going to take Colorado to win this matchup. Okay. The, then on December 30th, all right, um, you have the Duke's Mayo Bowl. All right. So you have Wake Forest versus Wisconsin, my alma mater. Wake Forest, man, they're, at, they're pretty good. Um, uh, they're led by sophomores quarterback Sam Hartman and running back Kenneth Walker and junior receiver Ja'Kari Roberson, all right. he's averaging nearly 100 yards per game um, so he's got obviously big playability Uh, Wisconsin, obviously we've had uh, you know, programs, we kind of have a disappointing year, uh, but we like to finish you know, finish out on top and use this as a springboard for for spring practice and uh, go from there, so Wisconsin's led by uh, junior tight end Jake Ferguson and freshman quarterback Graham Mertz Uh, Mertz came out, uh, you know, on fire his first college game, obviously he had some rough patches since then, but I think Wisconsin is going to be too physical for week fours. And they're going to run the ball down their throat. They got a freshman running back uh, from New Jersey. Um, you, know, you know, we just bring running backs from that area. Um, obviously, you know, Jonathan Taylor, who's obviously having a, a great year with the Annapolis Colts. All right. So switching gears from college news to NFL news uh, for week 16. So a lot of uh, games with major playoff implications. Uh, but some of the hit news, we'll get right into that before we get into these uh, key matchups. Uh, So the Pittsburgh Steelers lose their third game in a row. Uh, if you saw Monday, Cincinnati Bengals just took them to the woodshed, man. They just physically beat up on them. So rivalry game. Um, Obviously, Pittsburgh's dominated that rivalry in the last 20 plus 30 plus years. (laughs) How long you want to call it? But uh, the Steelers, um, Ben Roethlisberger is not playing like the old Ben Roethlisberger. Obviously, he's getting older. He's a veteran quarterback, but he's struggling. Um, You know, to be first in the NFL in pass attempts and 17th in passing yards, that's a problem. Also, only throwing six touchdowns compared to five interceptions in the last four games without with a lack of running game. And then the defense has been decimated with injuries to the linebacker and core and the secondary. Um, it's, it's been tough for Pittsburgh. All right. Uh, also, the New England Patriots were eliminated from the playoffs for the first time since 2008. Um, obviously, you have several reasons why. Uh, you have over 12, maybe eight to 12 players opt out before the season due to COVID-19. Um, injuries, um, a lack of, of, of picking up quality players in free agency, which Bill Belichick obviously admitted to. And, and you know Cam, I think Cam did a pretty good job with what he had. He didn't have really much to work with, and also having COVID-19, he still showed some promise there. So, those I mean the Patriots will bounce back next year. Uh, also, the Buffalo Bills uh, won their division for the first time since 1995. Man, they finally have a quarterback for the first time since Jim Kelly. And that Bills dynasty run when they went to four straight Super Bowls. Um, so big ups to uh, the Buffalo Bills there. All right, so let's get into the key playoff, uh, key matchups with playoff implications. All right, so you have the 8-6 and six Arizona Cardinals facing the 5-9, and nine, San Francisco 49ers. it would be a great matchup to see DeAndre Hopkins and uh, Richard Sherman go at it. Uh, D-Hop's obviously having another all-pro year. is uh, the best receiver in the game. Um, but it's a must win uh, for Arizona. Arizona has to win um, to keep their playoff hopes alive. And they need the Chicago Bears to lose as well. All right. So Cardinals must win. They need the Bears to lose this weekend, which takes me to my next team. The Chicago Bears, they're seven and seven. Their play hope, playoff hopes are still alive after beating um, the Minnesota Vikings last week. They played the one in 13 Jacksonville Jaguars this weekend. Um, you know, they're an NFL team. So Jacksonville's not going to lay down. Bears are going to have to come out and play football. So I'm taking the Bears to win that matchup. Then you have the 9-5 Miami Dolphins at the 7-7 seven seven Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, this is a must-win for Miami. Miami must win this week and next week against the Buffalo Bills to make the playoffs. They had a big win last week against the Patriots, pushing them out of the playoff race. Uh, they have a, a future quarterback in Tua, Tyler Viola. He, he's, he's lights out, man. The kid doesn't make many mistakes. Uh, very smart. His, his uh, football IQ is through the roof. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to take the Dolphins to beat the Raiders this weekend. Then you have the 10-4 in Indianapolis Colts at the 11-3 and 3 Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Colts have to win this game, um, okay? They have to win this game. Plus, they need the Ravens or the Miami uh, Dolphins to lose too, all right? So, uh, Pittsburgh, they've lost three in a row. As I, as I stated earlier, Ben Roethlisberger is playing uh, pretty bad. Um, the running game is... Is, is non-existent, and their defense is decimated. The Colts have an offense, a defense, and their special teams is playing well as, as well. Um, you know, Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's on the way to 1,000 yards rushing. Um, I'm taking the Colts to win this matchup. All right, then you have uh, the New York Giants, the 5-9 and nine New York Giants at the 9-5 and five Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are making a push for to for the playoffs, so this is a must-win for Baltimore. And, and, and I'm just going to just... Take a quick note here. I got two uh, former uh, student athletes, two kids I had the pleasure of, of training and working with when they were in high school who are playing in this matchup. Miles Boykin, uh, starting receiver for the Baltimore Ravens, and um, Julian Love, starting safety for the New York Giants. These two kids, uh, young men, uh, that I had the pleasure to work with when they were in high school um, and here in the state of Illinois, and then they went on and became college teammates at University of Notre Dame, and now they get a chance to play against each other. So very excited for them. Uh, to, to uh, be fulfilling their dreams and playing at this next level. Um, so it'll be a nice matchup to see these guys play this weekend. But I'm going to take Baltimore. Lamar Jackson is, is starting to gear up. So um, I'm taking the Ravens to win that matchup, all right? Then we have the 9-5 and five Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the 5-9 and nine Detroit Lions. It's a must-win for Tampa Bay. So I'm taking the Buccaneers to win it. Then we have the 6-8 and eight Washington team, all right? Washington still... In the mix um there and uh, they're playing the 4-10 Carolina Panthers. But as you know with the recent news, uh Dwayne Haskins just making young, young and dumb mistakes. You know, the I main I understand that hey you want to live a little bit, but that's not how you do it. You know, obviously getting caught up with some off the field issues there, and he was also uh, uh he's no longer a captain, team captain, but he will start this weekend because of Alex Smith's injuries. But I think Carolina is going to go ahead and upset them, um, this weekend. I think Washington has too many off the field things going on. So I'm gonna take the Panthers to win that matchup. All right. Then you had the nine and five LA Rams at the 10 and four Seattle Seahawks. Um, Seahawks are, are playing, they're playing well right now, man. They picked up uh Dunlap defensive lineman for the Cincinnati Bengals, um, during, free, uh, during the free agency and, um, uh, you know, tr- uh, free agency deadline. And, um, Hey, man, he's been playing lights out. The defense has picked it up. Um, This is a must win for the Rams to make the playoffs, but they're playing in Seattle. I'm taking uh, Russell Wilson and the Seahawks to win that matchup. And then uh, finally, the game of the week. All right. You have the 10-4 Tennessee Titans at the 11-3 Green Bay Packers. Uh, It's going to be a great matchup Sunday, man. Um, But Derrick Henry, man, he's the best back in the game. He's one of the best backs we've seen in a, in a long time. Very physical. Uh, reminds me of kind of a Christian McCoy, Eddie George, but faster than both of those guys. Um, he's a freight train, man. Um, I just think the Tennessee Titans are just going to pound the football. They're probably going to give Derrick Henry 25 to 30, maybe 32 carries to keep uh, Aaron Rodgers on the sideline. And they're just going to gonna pound him, man. They're going to pound him. And I just think Tennessee Titans are going to win. So it's going to be a tough matchup, but I'm taking the Titans uh, for the victory there. Right. Um, Well, that's the end of my time. I appreciate you tuning in. I'm your host, Kareem Timbers, signing off here at Football 360.